from KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball. This could be trouble. It's at the wall. And it's a gunner! Welcome to the Lux Calore International Sports on a Sunday morning. Oh, yeah! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Big show today. Tom Ackerman with you. Cardinals manager Mike Schilt, nine minutes away. And in the 11 o'clock hour, a full hour with the Mizzou coaches. Conzo Martin, the head basketball coach on the men's side. And the football coach, Eli Drinkwitz, who dropped in and surprised Conzo during his garage happy hour with me on Thursday. Eli just kind of jumped in there. I did ask him ahead of time, though. He didn't do it on his own. But it was very, very nice of him to drop in. We covered some important topics for sure. And some things I think that uh, Conzo is using his platform to uh, get out there. And he is very passionate, uh, as uh, many of us are, about uh, what is happening in the world right now. So that's happening at 11.05 today, Conzo Martin. We do have some laughs, of course, uh, in the beginning and at the end. Uh, but there are some important topics covered. And I encourage you to listen to the 11 o'clock hour. Here in the 10 o'clock hour, it's sports on a Sunday morning. And we're talking baseball. And where is it? You know, and what will it be when we get it? And it looks like we're going to get some, but the problem is the two sides are so much at odds that uh, it has soured not only the players. I, I can't speak for the owners, but I, they don't tweet like the players are tweeting, but the players are all over social media, uh, seemingly not pleased with what's going on. It, when it comes to the Cardinals, I think Jack Flaherty is probably the most vocal, and, and he's just tweeting gifts and, and pictures to express himself. So, Players aren't very pleased with what's happening right now. We'll explain that. Uh, but what we're dealing with here is uh, fans. You know, that the, the game's about them. The game's about you. And my concern is that even the biggest baseball fans have been turned off by this. And that means that if they are, I mean, if the biggest baseball fans are turned off, then what does that mean for the casual sports fan who just happens to drop in once in a while? Well, you know, Tom, you mentioned earlier that you think St. Louis will probably recover from whatever happens pretty well because yeah, I we think love we're baseball. different. I think we're different. We're like you know Green Bay is to mm-hmm. the NFL. Right. Like we're going to show right. up now. Although there were some, starting to be some empty seats at Bush Stadium, yeah. I mean, you can't deny that either, right? Yeah. And in playoffs, and everybody noticed it. Players noticed it. The team noticed it. Other fans, other media. But it was a work stoppage that killed the Montreal Expos. They had a very good team. They had very strong support. But those fans never came back. I was in Kansas City during the last work stoppage. As a matter of fact, the last game I did was the last game that they played before the work stoppage. And it took a long time for fans in Kansas City to warm up to baseball, which has always been a really good baseball town. And it took them actually winning something to to get the fans back. So I think you're going to see, you know, some of these markets will have a tough time recovering if they don't make peace. 94 hurt, and it took a while after 1994 to get things back. 1998, which will be featured tonight on ESPN, long gone summer in the 8 o'clock hour, 8 o'clock to 10. I think it's two, is it two hours or one hour? I don't I can't remember. The 30 for 30, the special is tonight, uh, and it is... Um, from what I understand, I've not seen it. But what I understand, it's very good. A very good look back emotionally at everything that happened. If you're looking for this to like dig up new dirt uh, about McGuire and Sosa, my understanding is that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it is a really good look at everything that happened in '98. And one of the things that happened is it brought baseball back. Right, and you can't count on something like that happening this time if we go through this, you know, 
uh, dead-end situation. The steroids and performance-enhancing drugs, did that bring down the sport? Yeah, they put a cloud over the sport for, for a mm-hmm. little while. It ended up not dragging down the sport necessarily, but it had to recover from that. Definitely had to recover from 94. That was a tough one there. That hit the, the sport very hard. Um, and we've had them through the years. We've had work stoppages. We've had strikes. We've had, uh, you know, the Black Sox scandal. We've had a lot of things happen through the generations. But this one, had they canceled the season, I think it would have been very, very difficult for baseball to recover. But even now, as it is, with just whatever they're going to do, a 50-game schedule, it's it's bruised. Yeah, so. sure. Here's what's going on. Major League Baseball has been told by the players that they don't want to talk anymore. So the players have said no more talks. Uh, everything at this point, in their words, is is futile. So they're saying, just tell us where to be. Tell us where to work and where to be. The owners should order a return to work, they said. So th- now this could end up with uh, the CBA down the road. This could be a very tough labor dispute to say the least, lengthy litigation between the union and the owners. Now, the union uh, will not offer any more proposals. So that's basically it. They're saying, this is it. Just tell us what to do. So baseball commissioner Rob Manfred, back on March 26, had the right to start the season provided there were no travel restrictions and games could be played before fans. We know that's not the case anymore because of the coronavirus pandemic. So It called for good-faith negotiations to play in empty ballparks and neutral sites, which is more of the situation we're in now. And the two sides went back and forth, and nothing came of it. And there were a total of five, three offers from Major League Baseball, two offers from the union. And how far apart are these sides? Well, MLB has offered to guarantee $1.27 billion of the $4 billion in salaries the players would get, what they were originally set to earn. The players want $2.25 billion, so roughly a billion. And that's a lot of money and a big difference between what the owners want and what the players want. The players insist they shouldn't have additional cuts. They shouldn't have to accept them. And now a unilateral decision to start play is what Rob Manfred can do, and that could mean that the playoffs would remain at 10 teams and not expand to 16. The owners did not want to end the regular season at the end of October and go into November, and there are two reasons for that. One, coronavirus, chance that it could come back. But two, and this is a big one from a money standpoint, the TV networks, and it just so happens that they just announced this $1 billion deal with Turner. The TV, I told you that last week, TV networks do not want to move off of their scheduled dates for the postseason. It's big money, and you know what's happening in November. We have an election happening in November. Mm -hmm. So... This is a big, big move uh, by the owners to to say we can't play this 114-game schedule with the players offered a while back. We have to get this thing wrapped up in September and then play the postseason in October because we can't move off of what Fox and Turner. They, they haven't said that, but I'm, it's basically a huge, huge factor in all of this. So we're going to talk to Mike Shilton. The interesting thing about Mike Shilton, the reason he can't you know, go off one way or the other is he's not, he's neither an owner nor player. Mm-hmm. He's so, right in the middle. He's not going to pick a side, but he will look at it. And I think he's looked at it fairly. He's remained optimistic because he's the manager of the team and he loves the game, but there is a side of this that is ugly right now. And we'll try to sort through this here on sports on a Sunday morning. Then in the 11 o'clock hour, Conzo Martin and Eli Drinkowitz, they were outstanding. They'll be with me and you'll hear what we did on Facebook live. That's coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. 
at noon, baseball. We will have game four of the 2006 World Series. Crazy game at Bush Stadium. Absolutely nuts. The the Tigers were throwing the game away, but then they had some big hits. Cardinals came back with some big hits. You'll hear that today at noon on KMOX. Sports on a Sunday morning with Cardinals manager Mike Schilt is next. It's 10-14. The following is a special presentation of sports on a Sunday morning. Welcome to the Mike Schilt Show on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Tom Ackerman with you. It's great to be along with the Cardinals manager. Mike, we've been doing this since March 29th. Unfortunately, we haven't had any live baseball, but it does appear that we may have something down the road. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Tom. How about yourself? Doing great. It's a gorgeous day here in St. Louis. Are you still in town? Did you did you make it in to work out with some of the guys? Yeah, yeah, I've been in since last Sunday, and I'm uh, sitting on the balcony. It's a beautiful day, as you say. Isn't it gorgeous? Beautiful day, great day. It would be a great day for a ball game. Of course, we've been missing it for a while, but um, how are things going just in general this last week? Before we talk about a little bit of the business of what's happening in Major League Baseball, but just getting out there with a bat and a ball and a glove had to have felt pretty good. Yeah, really, really good. You know, it's just... uh, Always is. You don't take it for granted. At least I don't. Try not to. But um, got to be able to go over the stadium and you know just gives you goosebumps driving to it. And uh, it's, just, it's a feeling that I'm sure a lot of us get when we go. And um, you know then just being there and getting on the field and you know being inside the stadium and and uh, it was just just a good week to to reconnect with the stadium and some of the guys. You have to follow some protocols, I'm sure, as you, as we all do with social distancing, et cetera. But uh, just so people know, it's not the entire team. This is a smaller group of people, and, and these aren't uh, necessarily huge workouts. These are small groups, yeah. right, that are, that are somewhat organized. Yeah, these guys are just sort of local players that are, you know, local. And, um, yeah, it's not, it's not anything that's um, – clearly not mandatory or, um, you know, the guys are the guys being the players are, um, you know, setting it up and coordinating and we're helping them do that as well. But, um, you know, just guys that are local getting together, just like the guys that are working out down our complex in Jupiter, similar situation. And then of course there's guys that are in either location that are still, still getting their work in as well. Felt pretty good to get back in that ballpark. What was, what did your office look like? Like you left it? Nobody's messing around yeah, in there. Just, right? just, no, no, just like I left it. Um, you know, looked looked good. It was good to get back and you know finish. Um, I had pretty much had it ready to go when we had come back because we were going to come back off the road when the season started, and I uh, didn't want to come to an office that wasn't wasn't organized. There's a few things coming back from spring training that I had, and um, just get organized and get settled and um, get some work done. One of the great places uh, to be in baseball is in that dugout. And just so people know, when you walk into the Cardinals clubhouse, Mike's door is on the left, and you walk down a hall, and then you make another left. You go down a set of stairs. Uh, there's uh, all kinds of great facilities in there for the players. And then uh, you you can feel it. You can see the sunlight, and, and it hits you, and there's a staircase that goes up right to your spot in the dugout. I just love that spot, and I am I feel honored to be able to have access to that before games, to be able to walk out on that field. What was that mm-hmm. walk like, that, that specific one, where you, where you get up into that, into that little area? Yeah, it's an honor for sure, and it's, um, it's, it's magic. It really is. You walk up, and it's just you just descend into, you know, the baseball heaven, which is Bush Stadium and our field, and it looks beautiful, Billy Finley, and as our head grass crew and their their group have done a magnificent job of 
maintaining it and looking game ready right now. And, you know, then I just went and sat in my, my typical seat and just looked out and gazed over and, um, you know, gives, you, gives me goosebumps now, gave me goosebumps then. And, and um, just a just a beautiful ballpark. And uh, you sit there and, you know, you kind of relive little things and, and you look and look forward to the future. Last I talked to you, we were talking about Pauly, Colton, Tommy, Wayno, KK, Bader, possibly, and, and maybe Gant joining up. Is Was that the crew? Did we add anybody? No, that's pretty much it. You've got, um, you know, Harrison joined up this week, and um, John Gant is is making his way to St. Louis this weekend, may be here. I'm going to touch base with him later. And um, Jordan Hicks, same deal. Jordan will be um, working his way here and be here this, this week getting some rehab work in. That's good to hear. Uh, I love watching his videos. He'll post some videos once in a while of him getting up uh, on the bump and throwing a little bit. It's just it's just great. Uh, I think about him throwing, you know, kind of easing his way into it. I'm like, what's that, like 92? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard to understand what that baseline looks like. But, um, you know, we just make sure it's coming out good, he's recovering well, and the rest will take care of itself. That's right. Uh, Wayno, pretty happy to be able to spend some time with him, I'm sure. Always a pleasure. I mean, just a, as we know, pros pro can't be said enough, rightfully so. Um, loves the game, just to, you know, like all our guys, just solid human, just a great guy, um, and, and just goes about it the right way. And um, But always a pleasure to catch up with him personally and, and, uh, and professionally. He's just a very thoughtful person, as are you. You know, I think about the two of you and everybody on that field, not not that the two of you are, are more than anybody else, but, you know, he's been in the organization for so long, mm-hmm. and so have you. You know, thinking about where we are right now in baseball, we are all trying to remain optimistic, but there is, uh, I felt it this morning, just sort of reading over, and I, I hate that, that things got leaked. I don't, I don't like negotiations out there either, publicly, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. But it does give me a touch of sadness. I don't like when two sides aren't agreeing to something, even though it's business and we've been saying this every week, I think because I just love this game so much. And, you know, I want it to be great for generations to come. And what are, what are your feelings when you hear kind of where we are right now, which I, I did let the audience know at the start of the show that basically it's in Rob Manfred's hands at this point that the players are saying, we're not going to talk anymore. Talks are futile at this point. Tell us where, where to be. Yeah. So, I mean, I think um, clearly there's a, there's a, um, you know, a, a inability to, to connect on a, on a mutual agreement between the players and the owners, but, and look, you know, I, under, I understand and can sympathize and empathize with, with both sides. Um, it, but but really the thing that I think that I'm taking out of this, that I, my hope is that people are going to take care of this, we're going to play baseball. And the agreement is that both sides, including, the, you know, everybody else, I mean, they're agreeing to play baseball. So that agreement's taking place. You know, some of the business stuff, that's, that's you know, out of my pay grade and, um, but the fact of the matter is there's an agreement it looks like to, to say, hey, we're going to play and we're going to get back to playing our game. And, and that's what's really ultimately what's most important that we get back on that field and, and get, to, get to enjoy the, the game that we love so much. And if it's a short season, actually, let's get to that in just a moment. If, if it's spring training, what are we looking at, do you think? Probably two and a half, three weeks, even though nothing's been announced. That's kind of what generally the consensus I think is how long it takes, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, it's, it's been a little bit of a sliding scale. Um, uh, you know, as a working number, plus or minus, you're probably looking at, at a 21-day, three-week type spring training. And that is for a lot of reasons. You can be in baseball, you can be in shape all you want, but baseball shape's different. Even though these players have been working out on their own, there is something to be said about mentally and physically getting yourself back into the the motions of the game. I guess you would say, right, Mike? Yeah, no, it's it's real, and I, and I applaud our guys. Our guys have done a phenomenal job um, of staying ready um, as ready as possible mentally and physically. They've been proactive, figuring out ways to. Um, you know, somewhat creative, but um, just get it get it done. You know, and they haven't not been a group that's made a lot of excuses. It's been a group that's been, um, like I say, very proactive, very much self-starters, uh, very intentional about figuring out a way to get their get their throwing in, running in, um, swings in, and uh, they've been able to, to do it. So, you know, we have a pretty good baseline. Obviously, we'll, we'll continue to work off the individual baseline and then put it, put it in a collective group. Um, but, yeah, there's there's still some of that next-tier things that will take place, you know, in a group setting um, that will require, you know, the, the right amount of time to, to get everybody ready to, to go for when the, when the bell goes off. And then you could have access to other players too, right, like a taxi squad. And, again, none of this is, is official, but I'm just sort of putting it out there that you'll have extra – Depth potentially, correct? Beyond, um, beyond. As we look forward to what could be a regular season schedule, you may have extra players from the minor leagues that you could work with. Yeah, so I mean, in minor league baseball, um, clearly, you know, we're um, doesn't look like there's going to be anything in a formal setting there. I, I know that um, the game and, and the teams are trying to figure out uh, the best, safest way to, to try to connect these players that are not going to be in the big leagues that, um, you know, need the at-bats and repetitions and, and uh, instruction. Um, but that's still, you know, a ways off, and, and who knows how it'll unfold. But, yeah, we're going to – so the traditional point being is the traditional minor league setting model for us to pull from won't, won't exist as we've known it. So we'll have um, – and I don't know what the number is. It'll be, a you know, a, a number that is agreed upon on both sides. But, um, you know, we'll have a, a, a X number of players – um, that'll be in our spring training. Um, there may be another alternate site um, where players train uh, that we can pull from, and, but it'll be a finite number of players that, that will be determined, um, you know, obviously soon um, that we'll, we'll be able to draw from during the course of the, of the season um, when and if needed. Yeah, you have a beautiful ballpark down in Springfield, Missouri that uh, hopefully is part of that Hammonds Field, the home of the A. Springfield Cardinals, and we'll see how that all works out. But Bush Stadium, 700 Clark Street, man, it is it is absolutely spectacular. And just so people know, inside there you have uh, some facilities to work. You have a first-class training room, a world-class weight room, training room area. You do have indoor cages. Uh, you do have, of course, the video room and everything else. But it is you have uh, quite the operation under there. It's it's its own yeah, it's its have- own world. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces that allow our players to, to be the best version of themselves and our team as well. And, um, you know, so we have the resource to pull from. You know, the, the only thing that will be a, a little bit different, I mean, is will be the, you know, lack of multiple fields. Um, you know, it's, that's one of the 
reason we have the complex down in down in Florida. But um, yeah, we have the amenities that are going to more than take care of us. Our spring training will be in Bush, and and um, you know it will have everything we need to be ready to play when the season starts. We will have uh, some coverage, of course, on KMOX as much as we're allowed. I'm not sure what the, the media will be allowed to do, but but definitely you can count on KMOX being in it. We do have a studio down there. I'm not sure what is going to be allowed, if we'll be able to be down at that level or if we have to stay up in the upper level or whatever the case may be. But I know the Cardinals and Major League Baseball will handle it the right way, and we will follow accordingly. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about what 2020 could look like. We'll also talk a little baseball itself. I just love talking about the game with Mike Schilt. It's the best. We do it every Sunday morning in the 10 o'clock hour. The Mike Schilt Show on KMOX. I'm Tom Ackerman. It's sports on a Sunday morning on the home of the Cardinals. Now, back to the Mike Schilt Show on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Welcome back to the show. Tom Ackerman with you. It's a pleasure, as always, to be with Mike Schilt, the Cardinals manager. Mike, through 50 games, I'm just assuming 50 is sort of the number that we're looking at here as a regular season. Uh, through 50 games last year, you were 25 and 25. Uh, that was on May 24th, 2019. Through 50 games last year, the world champion Washington Nationals were 19 and 31. Uh, through 50 games last year, let me see if I can find another one. The Cubs were 29 and 20. That didn't work out so well for them. Uh, the <laughs> who else do I have? Uh, the Boston Red Sox were twenty-seven and twenty-four. I guess my point is that anything can happen in fifty games, and it, it sounds like if this is going to go down, it could be forty-eight, fifty, somewhere in there. It's a sprint, isn't it? I mean, it, pretty much everybody's in play here. Yeah, it's definitely a sprint, um, and you know, it's it's uh, you know, it's just important that you always play well. Um, and you always want to get off to a good start and, um, you know, being able to get off to a good start will be important, but, but, um, you know, we'll just play every day. We're a very present group and, um, you know, it, it's, it, you know, clearly it's going to be different. You know, you talk about a short season of minor league baseball and rookie ball, you know, a short season, but you know, those are, um, like my Appalachian uh, league days, those are, you know, 68, um, games in, um, in 70 days. <laughs> um, <laughs> And that was that was a short season, so now you're looking at a clearly a shorter one. But uh, you know, we just take it day by day, the old cliche. But really, just just um, try to get be the best at getting better every day, and look to have continual improvement. And and um, you know, that'll that'll be our best shot. That's really something. Sixty-eight and seventy, and the travel was not easy necessarily. How far did you have to? What was the furthest you had to travel in the Appalachian League? Appalachian League's actually a, a fairly reasonable league relative, like the Texas League for yeah. travel. Um, you know, you're in a division that is a commuter division. You have Elizabethan, um, and then you have Greenville, Tennessee, Kingsport, and Bristol. And, and nobody's further than 45 minutes. So, yeah. uh, and then on the other side, you, you know, you have a, a couple overnight trips and the longer trips over to Danville and, um, Burlington, North Carolina that are, you know, closer to what over three. So, you know, not, not, not too bad. No, that's not too bad. I remember doing a Cardinals caravan with Stephen Piscotti and Michael Waka, and they both had different views as to how they liked that. Uh, Piscotti said he liked bus rides because he could just, and again, you're talking about short rides, but in the minors, some of those are overnights. Uh, he liked the bus rides where he could just close his eyes and fall asleep 
Uh, Waka's like, give me the plane. I'm good. I like I like this big league thing. <laughs> Getting on the plane. Oh, yeah. And going. yeah. Definitely the big league travels. It's uh, unparalleled in, in baseball, professional baseball. But, you know, I prefer the Texas League because, again, to, to Stephen's point, um, we had some long ones. Um, Corpus Christi is about 16 and a half hours. So, and you had to do it twice in each, you know, a year, once in each half. And, but you had sleeper, a couple sleeper buses and, um, you know, you just, just got on and, you know, if you could sleep great, but and a lot of times there's a day off way back. And one thing it was a little tough is you'd get into some place at, you know, six in the morning and the sun would be coming up, coming back from, from Corpus. And, um, and then you realize you still had six more hours to go. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that was your day off. You know, you're, you know, they give you a, you a travel day on your day off. So you'd, you'd cruise into Springfield about 1130 or around the lunch. And, um, you know, half your day was kind of shot, but, um, great days, really fun times. Um, but, but definitely different travel. I bet those are fun to think about, uh, where you've come from and, and all the players that uh, try to make it and get to this point in the big leagues. I remember talking to Albert Pujols about this and, he said, look, he's like, I know, you know, we make a lot of money and we stay in really nice hotels and we travel really well. He's like, but it can be hard. I mean, you're you're getting mm-hmm. into, into hotels at 3, 4 in the morning sometimes if you play a Sunday night game on ESPN and then you're expected to get up and get after it the next day. And all players yeah, right. have, have that standard of playing at their best level. But for someone like Pujols to be a superstar, you know, and, and he misses his family and he's got he's mm-hmm. to do it. Get get out of bed, get to the ballpark, and let's go with not a lot of sleep. No, that's that's the gig, you know, and you, and that's the one thing that provides some perspective uh, for people that um, what these players have done to get to the level they are is, you know, there's a lot of a lot of sacrifice, and no one's asking for any anything other than I'm just creating awareness. I mean, the guys love it, but but it's real. I mean, you know, you're talking about guys that. Or, or scratching and clawing through the minor league system and our organization and minor league baseball does the best they can to try to make it as comfortable as possible. The fact of the matter is you're in a low revenue generated area and um, you got to do the best you can with what you have. And um, you're playing virtually every day and the guys aren't making a lot of money. Um, they're living, you know, five, six to a, to an apartment um, some days, you know, some places and um, just trying to eke out enough to, to eat well and and um like i said we do the best we can to take care of them and i'm confident we do but it's just inherently the way it is with the travel and the schedule and um so there's a lot of a lot of mental physical and financial sacrifice that takes place for these guys coming up through systems and you get to the big leagues you know clearly we have a lot of rightfully so amazing comforts that allow us to to perform but you know you look at that schedule in 162 games in in um 80 day, 180 days, I think it is. And, you know, 33 days in spring training with two days off again, just sharing, not complaining, love it. Right. Absolutely love it. But, um, you know, to Albert's point, it's a, it's a, it's a mental and physical commitment to, to excellence every day that, that really quite honestly ends up being a big separator for, for guys that can, can or can't perform under those conditions. It is absolutely it's between, yeah, between the ears, just being mentally strong and being able to, to make it through, especially after you go 0 for 4, 8, 12, 16, right? I mean, bouncing back and get, it's fun when you win and when when the ball looks yep. like a beach ball coming at you, 
but sometimes it can be it can be tough to keep it going. So, you know, the three big things I think that have been talked about during all of this, obviously economics, and we've heard back and forth about the number figures, but uh, logistics and health and safety has always been number one. Uh, just update us on your understanding of, and again, we'll have more guidelines, I'm sure, released to the public, but how things will be a little bit different just overall for your club as you make your way uh, through the clubhouse. Yeah, I can't, I don't know the specifics because they've been gone back and forth and, and um, it hadn't been, you know, more formally presented. So, um, but what I can say is there's going to be clearly some a different way that we operate and do business and, um, you know, how guys report and what that looks like and how guys are, uh, you know, our group is, is allowed to be together and what parameters and, and um, you know, the thing that ultimately that most most important to us is going to be our mindset that we're not going to complain about it. Um, we're going to figure out that this is the this is the way things are and we're going to be solution-based and we're going to work within it um, and, and understand that's just a new, a new normal that, that we'll, we'll have to normalize, you know, quickly so we can focus and concentrate um, and create a, the best opportunity for our players um, to be able to play and perform on a, on a daily basis. And when it comes to travel and logistics, same thing. You don't know what the schedule, or at least that that hasn't been finalized, what all of that looks like. And as John Mozalock told us, you know, if it's spring training, it's not like St. Louis is right next door to another big league club, so it might come down to playing inter-squad games, whatever the case may be. But whatever the schedule, what the travel looks like, you, you just roll with it. 2020 is different, right? It's different. Yeah, figure it out. You know, figure it out. There's no... You know, losers complain, winners find solutions. We'll figure it out. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll like I said, it's been the time we talk about staying present. Um, we'll, we'll appreciate what we have, be grateful for it, which we are, um, and then just just absolutely figure out a way to, to be to be good in that moment and um, to be forward-thinking and, and be ready and have our eyes dotted, T's crossed. But um, you know what? It's going to be different. And, um you know, we'll accept what those parameters are and we'll work within it and do the absolute best individually and collectively of our ability. And that's, there's peace in that. It's all we can do. That is Cardinals manager Mike Schilt. We'll come back for a final segment, have some fun things to talk about as we lead up to 11 o'clock. Conzo Martin and Eli Drinkowitz, the basketball and football coaches at the University of Missouri in the 11 o'clock hour. They joined me on my garage happy hour. Eli surprised Conzo, and it was a terrific conversation. That's coming up in the 11 at noon. It's game four of the 2006 World Series. The Cardinals and the Tigers, it was a crazy game. We'll have some fun with that one at noon today on KMOX. Back with Mike Schilt, the Cardinals skipper, right after this. Now, back to the Mike Schilt Show on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. You know, you look at a player like Jordan Walker, and, you know, Randy and I were, were, were discussing this uh, multiple times uh, throughout the day. You don't always get these opportunities, and... Um, you know, he's someone that, that has what we believe a very high ceiling and um, type of athleticism that we feel like will fit in well with our system. But most importantly, he's a, he's a high character young man. He's someone that um, is very driven. He's ambitious and um, 
I think it'll be a great fit for the St. Louis Cardinals. That is John Mosellock, Cardinals president of baseball operations, and Randy Flores, the director of scouting, along his side, talking about their first-round draft pick, the 21st overall pick in the MLB first-year player draft, Jordan Walker. Mike Schild, here's Jordan Walker. This was a bright light last week in what had been a, a very difficult few weeks, actually, here in our country, and uh, adding in with the pandemic a few months. But to hear somebody talk about being a baseball player in this organization, here's Jordan Walker. Love it. Um, undescribable, honestly. I can't describe how excited I am. Um, the minute I heard my name calls, jumping for joy, um, just been so happy ever since. I, I really can't think of the words to describe um, the, the feeling I'm feeling right now. But uh, it's definitely a positive feeling. Very excited. And I really can't wait to play in the organization. Love this kid. Here's a little more. Honestly, I talk with Mr. Peterson a lot. Um, the area scout for um, the Cardinals in, in, in Georgia and Southeast. Um, I talked to him actually quite a bit. I got to talk to him more. At, um, it was a workout in Winder. Um, at the team elite place. So I've talked to him quite a bit. Honestly, I'm very, I was very, you know, new to this draft things. I didn't know how the process, um, but I could see that they did have a little bit of interest in me. You bet they did. A lot of people had interest in Jordan Walker, 6'5", 220, Mike, 18 years old, plays third base for Decatur High School in Georgia. Gatorade, Georgia Player of the Year. He had a lot of people's attention. He's your top pick. Nice to hear, isn't it? Yeah, great to hear. I, um, Super excited about the pick and uh, talked to Jordan uh, the following day. And just like you heard there in the interview, very uh, gregarious, um, excited, just um, polite um, young man that's that's eager to get his professional career started. And like really super excited for him and our organization. It looks like he's got some some real leadability that, that um, you know, we look forward to helping him develop and, and getting him here to St. Louis and contributing to world championships. And it's nice to hear a person just loving the game like he does. And I feel like that's so important for our game is to grow it among young people. And here's an 18-year-old kid who just loves playing baseball. And, and that's such a beautiful thing to see, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, that's the uh, you know the magic of this game is people just love it and enjoy it. And, and um he, he clearly has that, that passion for the game, and um, I'm, I'm excited for him. Uh, it looked like a good draft. I mean, again, these are players that we probably aren't going to see for a few years, but we'll watch them grow through the organization. And, again, picks are potential, and prospects are just that, prospects. But it seems like the Cardinals uh, had a pretty darn good draft here. I mean, they, and they had a lot of picks. They had seven picks in five rounds, Mike. Yeah, you know, they um, – Looks like it was a blend, a great blend of younger, um, higher ceiling, um, really super athletic young players, um, and then some some college players that are a little more physically and uh, advanced that that are probably going to be a little bit closer that that you know we're excited about as well. In our final few minutes, what can and you're the manager of the team. You're the manager. You have a responsibility for your field staff and your players to win baseball games and to, to carry this team forward. But we all, and I'll, I'll put any of us who talk about the game, uh, play a part in this too. We are stewards of the game. What do you think we can do in, in the meantime here in case baseball does take a hit? And I think some people do believe that in the public eye, 
there is a, a chance here that baseball could take a few steps back in, in terms of fans being potentially turned away. What can we do to keep it going and to, to continue to show that this game is a beautiful game? Uh, I just think we just embrace it um, in the fact of that, you know, our responsibility, uh, mine specifically, is, is on the field, which I love, and, you know, get out back on the field and get back to some of the nuanced things that are so wonderful about the game. Um, you know, talk about the game. You know, it's the one thing that's been a nice respite for for me, at least, on this show every week is we've been able, for the most part, to talk and, you know, understand that we had to talk about the what's going on, the business side of it. But ultimately, um, you know, what we love is the game itself. And, you know, continue to get back to talking about it, um, you know, and, and some of the fun, nuanced things that, that are a part of it. And, um, you know, then get the chance to play it and talk about the, the, the play on the field. And, and um, you know, I'm a big mindset person. And, you know, what you what you focus on is, is really ultimately your reality. So, you know, we can have a choice to and understandably complain about what, has taken place in our country um, from a COVID standpoint. Um, and it's real and it's, it's frustrating. Um, but for specific to baseball, you know, we can, we can talk about all the things that haven't been as positive. Um, but right now it looks like that's getting to be closer to our rearview mirror and we're getting closer to, to be on the field or we could talk about, you know, our game and enjoy and embrace our game and appreciate the fact that, you know, the game is, is, um, is a wonderful, wonderful thing that, that that connects us on a lot of levels. And, you know, personally, I don't want to let a lot of things interfere with that connection. Um, I choose to find joy and love in the game, and uh, but it's the mindset that I have, and that's, that's um, you know, really what I would encourage people to do. But, you know, everybody's got their own will. We will uh, continue to promote the game, as we do right here always, and try to – describe and follow along and get people back into feeling that love that has been, I know, taken from them with the games not being on the field. And maybe we can stir up some magic with those players and Mike Schilt and his team being back on the field and starting to describe what we see, that that brings it back to life and at least for the moment can give people some joy in what has otherwise been a, a tough 2020 for a lot of people. Mike, mm -hmm. we, right. we appreciate it very much. We love these shows. Can't wait till the next one, and thank you for joining us here on KMOX. You're welcome, Tom. Have a blessed day. You too, sir. There's Mike Schilt, Cardinals manager. When we come back, Conzo Martin and Eli Drinkwitz will be with us at 11.05. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.